catchy. It's, it's a song called that's, that's, that's blinding you lot because no, what the, no, what, what the hell is that nonsense? It's, it's definitely catchy. His, no, do you know what it is I'm, about Central C? His cadence, yeah, the way he raps, his voice is I'm so sorry, catchy. I'm sorry, like... From the moment I, I had the is. first, the first time I that song. I before a bit, but my bitch is whatever he says. Like whatever, his what, flow is catchy. No, bro. Every, no. I, I switched I off from the first line. I was like, no, this is a joke. But you, yeah, it's you either love it or you hate it. I think it's one of I'm those definitely ones. on the side of hating it because, bro, what? I no. don't. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit down and listen to the song. But like, I wouldn't. I don't I listen couldn't. to Central C like that. I couldn't. But you have to respect it. Like his team knows what they're doing to a T. Oh uh, yeah, okay, fair. But that song so was, smart. was not like, it. Was not because he knows that stuff goes viral all the time. Like the most outlandish stuff goes viral, so he knows that's going to become a TikTok trend. So that's oh, yeah, I hear that. It. But is that what is that really what music has been reduced to these days? Just everyone trying to have a viral moment. Like I think like not everyone, but the the artists that do that have the most visibility. Like there are artists who oh. are doing the real music. Get too. me out of here, please! <laughs> like no, like. Every art, I think he's that artist who's just you're not really meant to. You don't go to him for serious, conscious lyrics. You'll go to him for like a vibe. I hear like, that. If it comes on the party, everyone's getting gassed. Like, I'm but sure I don't know. join in with the hype too. If everyone has that mindset, though, we are not seriously everyone, lost. Not, though. not everyone has that mindset. Just like there's certain artists for that, and I appreciate Central C within that context. I mean, I hear it, but I, I don't expect him to be a Dave. Um, yeah, like, no, 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 ain't nobody expecting that. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> don't expect, I didn't expect like lots of lyrical content from yeah, him. I just expect, that. I know what to expect from him. And once you have that as, as an expectation, I think it becomes a lot easier to digest. I mean, yeah, but it's like, it's like when someone was asking, what's the, what's the UK rap song of the summer? And no one had an answer. Because there hasn't really been one. I think it's still, um, someone said this on Twitter, Warm K Trap. Because mm. I think it's still last year. Last year was a lot better for UK rap, hundred percent. This year's Afro, the year of Afrobeats. I think rap in general, not even just UK. Mm-hmm. Just this year's been really mid for rap. Period. Fair. I Fair. think Afrobeats has taken over, and that's what people are looking for. I was listening to Last Last um, on my own, yeah, and I was like, damn, I wish I, because I, I haven't been out that much this summer. Mm-hmm. I wish I was going out more. Like that song was what makes me want to like socialize and be out with people. Yeah, last, last last is an amazing song. Yeah, that is the song of the summer for sure. For you. Yeah, is it not for you? Um, I mean, well, damn. <laughs> Production just dropped her phone. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? It's I, I can understand why it's the, why it's the song of mm-hmm. the summer for a lot of people. Uh, I haven't had a single song like really stick That's to fair. call it like song of the summer. So I think in terms of song with the most replay value that's that's probably gonna be yeah. the one by default but yeah no like not a single song for me has hit that much i'm like yeah this is my song of the summer it's been not a not one single song has i like, hit that much that i'm like yes i'm going to be playing this over and over again this is that's my song first. of the summer yeah i think everyone a lot of people feel like that um this has been a weird year for music i don't why do you think that is because it's collective. Like, if you go, I don't know about outside, Twitter's a bubble. But as, if you scroll down Twitter, that's obviously where, like, you, I get a lot of my opinions from in terms of, like, knowing what people are feeling about the state of music. And everyone's just saying the same thing. Like, either DJs are playing really old, like, hip-hop songs that came out in the early 2000s, 
like hot in here by like why are we still playing that like <laughs> i mean i mean i can't like hot in here can run every now and again like every but, now and again but like not every every, every hip-hop set the hip-hop set that. is so tired i don't know why i think it's because the role of what a dj is has changed i feel like there was a point in music where the role of a dj was to break new songs so like yeah. the djs would dictate to you what was hot yeah. now like everyone's playing it safe so nobody nobody wants to play something that everyone just it did yeah. it's not a guaranteed like everyone's gonna go off to yeah this. yeah i mean not obviously when we say everyone we mean it's generalization of yeah. everyone because yeah. there are really good djs out there who still care about the craft of djing but yeah you're right i think a lot of them are just kind of be following the trends and letting the audience dictate what they want rather than them saying this is the song we should pay attention to yeah. like when was the last time that happened like i don't know like when a song was bro- broke because the, the dj was playing it and like yeah you know that used to be a thing yeah definitely yeah. and i think like even now like in terms of like people going to motives they used to be i remember like back in uni days people used to base the motives they used to go off based on who was djing i don't really yeah. feel like people do that anymore like i feel like yeah. people just go to motives because the name of the whoever whoever the promoter is is hot Rather mm-hmm. than who's on the lineup, do you think? I I don't I don't even think so. I think I don't really yeah. feel like people go to motors for DJs anymore. Maybe not in the um, rap world, but I think more so in the dance world. The dance, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe still in yeah, that. Yeah, still care still about, in that like, space. Pop, and also the Afro Afro beats. I'm a piano like Uncle Waffles. Yeah, yeah. She's killing yes. it. That yeah. woman is a performer. She's not even just a DJ. She's a performer. Like, but do you think that's that's also partially to do with it as well? Like. You know how, like, it's, it's, I guess you would understand this from a journalistic perspective, yeah. how, how you'd, like, almost have to be quite visible and, like, almost become a content creator in order to be seen. Do you feel like, like, some DJs have to do the yeah. same thing to remain, like, to maintain relevance? And because they don't necessarily want to do that, or that's not their bread and butter, like, it's kind of, like... Yeah, I think, um, I can imagine it's still... I think you still, you have to have a presence on socials nowadays. I, well, I don't know, I'm not a DJ, but... From what I can imagine, you would have to have a presence on socials, at least something to show what you've done, even like the previous stuff you've DJed at, because it's just like, I can imagine like people who book DJs go through that, use Instagram as their portfolio and stuff. Mm. I don't think you have to be like, there's obviously levels to it. I don't think you have to be all the way out there like a content creator, like an Uncle Waffles. Um, I just think that might be a route more DJs take because it would get them to where they want to be faster. Yeah. Like, it will just give them more visibility. Maybe not faster, but it will give them more visibility, more of a chance of getting bookings instead of, yeah. like, relying on just, like, maybe the connection they meet in person. Because that's still... I think that still runs. Yeah, I do know. I'd, I'd actually love to ask a DJ about this. Because yeah, we I'd love to get a DJ. I'd love to, like, know whether, like, your following matters or whether it's, like... Because sometimes I'll be hearing sets and I'll be hearing people that are mixing some mad tunes into like yeah i think i was where was i i can't remember where i was i, I was at like a restaurant i think i was at like a restaurant right criminal but you know it's like one of those restaurants <laughs> that like has a dance floor in the evening offenders, yeah. yeah and i heard someone mm. mix like um ge- like genuine pony into like one dance i said yeah no, no, there's a lot going on here wow <laughs> Yeah, no. I was just like, no. So I feel like people are definitely booking DJs based on following rather than craft DJs because I, d- I don't know what was going on there. Like, yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. So I feel like, yes, yeah, to an extent, like, social media is almost like... People, because people place such an emphasis on, like, how, like, 
how much following you have and whether yeah. or not that will get people to come to whatever event because you you've got a large following. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, I feel like this, the craft of it is almost being lost mm. because people yeah. are prioritising. For sure. Following. No, I definitely think so. But um, I think that's one thing. Like, the DJ situation is one thing, but the state of music is, is another thing. I don't know what... I'm, tr- I'm really trying to get to the bottom of it. Is it because of the pandemic? Um, In what sense? Like, I feel like music right now, it's a really... I mean, not music as a whole. I think Afrobeats is killing it. Mm-hmm. And it's continue- continuously growing to new heights. And Afrobeats, just the sound from the continent, whether it's Anna Piano or if it's Afrobeats, whatever, like there's so much going on there, so many amazing artists. Mm-hmm. But maybe specifically hip-hop and rap in the US and the UK... It's just at a weird time, I feel like. There's not really... It's not really exciting. There isn't... Obviously, we had Drill, um, which was really big, like, last year, and there was, like, new new sound that producers were creating. But it's that's kind of gone to a, a flat line now. Or it's becoming, like, you know, TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok is driving away with Drill. But, like, now it's, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, where it's at. Like, just, just like, the fact that this year, hip-hop and rap has been so... And I don't... Why? Like, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Like, why? I saw, like, a really interesting tweet, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, actually. So someone said, um, like, hip-hop or, like, rap in general is, like, music that's made for, like, men at tables in the clubs rather than, like, for people to get up and dance. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why we're not, like, having, like, any movement because it's not music that you kind of want to dance to. And yeah. I guess the same thing is sort of happening with R&B. Like, people are saying, like, back in the day, you used to have R&B songs that used to make you want to get up and dance, but we don't really have that. So I feel yeah, like... Yeah, just a lack of club club bangers. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. But that's why yeah. people keep recycling the old, like, nostalgic club tunes, because people aren't really making music for people to dance. They're just kind of yeah. making... I don't know, like, late-night late night drive music, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing that plays a part. Speaking of, actually, have you heard the new um, Division stuff? Um, I saw what was going on. I haven't heard it. Like, what happened? A lot of people are like, oh, why is, like, R&B suddenly so toxic? Like, nobody sings about love anymore. Like, yeah. everyone's just kind of, like, on this toxic wave. And, like, I'm in, I'm in two minds about that because, to an extent, I agree. But I also think, like what happens in music tends to reflect what's happening in society. So I feel like in terms of, like, how society is now, if you look at how the the, 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 the dating game is now, the streets are cold. Like, let's be honest, like, people don't seem to want to, you know, be in love or whatever. Everyone's kind of playing the game of who can one-up each other. So I feel like the music is going to reflect that because mm. that seems to be the mindset of the gen pop. I don't know. Don't you think it was always like that? Like, toxic <laughs> people have always existed? Yes, but I think they they used to write about it a lot better. <laughs> like it wasn't yeah. as obvious. Obvious. So I like when 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 you say that, what comes to mind is are, are like people like Kelly Price. So there's like one song by Kelly Price, I think called like As We Lay, which is like basically when she's talking about like sleeping with someone else's husband. But like, but generally speaking, like she yeah. was singing like so passionately, like you don't really deep. That's what she's talking about. Same thing with Jasmine Sullivan. She's been singing about stuff like that for years. Like, but the way she makes it sound. It just doesn't sound as harsh. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of... People are not, like, taking the time to be subtle or poetic about it. They're just like, yeah, I slept with your friend and what. Like, I think I think maybe that's more so on the men's side, though. Because I think the woman, like, the only the person that comes to mind who can be a bit toxic but makes it sound really like, romantic, Janae, mm-hmm. but also Summer Walker, she has this song called Fun Girl. 
Mm. She's basically talking about being um, being a side, cheating on her man or him cheating on his girl with her, one of the two. It's just toxic. And she makes it sound really, like, just, you know, romantic in a way. Mm. Or she sings it really passionately. Maybe that's a better word to describe it. So I think maybe on the men's side, it's like male R&B is being marketed to hip-hop audiences, probably. So Yeah. A lot of people said that R&B died because all the singers are trying to be rappers. <laughs> and I kind of get that in terms of the mindset and the way things are written. Like male R&B. Yeah. It's, not, it's not cool to be vulnerable as a man now yeah because nobody's like, singing in the rain anymore like where is all of that like no seriously but i feel like do you know what it's too far they'll though. call you a simp like <laughs> simp music i mean oh who was it was it who was it like what's his name was singing in the bath um i don't want to know um his name has like fully slipped my head right now but he's he's there why was he singing in the bath bro you asking me like man pulled up the tub and said and was literally sitting there and singing in the bath. Like R and B singers ain't singing in the baths. That's that's what that's what we're missing these days. Like honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh, nah. But yeah, what have you been listening to recently? Um, apart from Last Last, over and over and over again, um, I've been listening to. Ooh, I, I'm not gonna lie, my playlist has been very minimal. Like you know when you've got the same songs on repeat. Yeah. yeah. Um, you go first because I, I need to think about that. The new Xavier Omar like EP dropped. Blur. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to that. Like, yeah, I'm really really loving that at the moment. Like, what yeah. type of artist R and B? Yeah, but I'd say he's like I don't want to call him alternative R and B, but I, I feel like that's the best way to describe his music because he does like the core R and B stuff, but he does like experimental stuff as well. Um, but yeah, yeah really been loving that. There's also another, like, independent artist I've been listening to. His name is August Rigo. Like, his EP just dropped. It's called One mm. Week, but Week spelled W-E-A-K. Mm. Um, that's been really good. Um, what else am I listening to? You see, whenever someone asks me this question, I immediately have to go to my Spotify because yeah, I'll, like, I'll definitely miss something. I'm definitely listening to, over and over again, Gangsta Writers. I love that song. Uh, with Tiggs to author, Pot of Paper, Pot of paper. Okay. Nine to Him Remix. I really love that song, especially when you hear it live. It's giving anthem, like the chorus. It's just got that really anthemic feel. So that is that one, the one he performed at the Mobos? It is, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that one. Um, and you know, actually, just like if we're doing like artist spotlights, because we used to do this, we never do it anymore, but. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back today. Um, Ray Becker, you know that you know that viral freestyle where she's talking about her ex boyfriend. I don't. Why do I feel like I've not seen this? Okay, you need to go and check out the viral freestyle because okay. she's crazy talented. Um, and then she 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 went viral from like I think it was a freestyle, and then it's just. She's like in the group with like other people gassing her up. It's like that kind of vibe. And then she released that it got like millions and millions of views. And then she released it as an official song. So yeah, shout out to her. I'm really interested to see where her career goes. Nice. Um, yeah, t- I've kind of like fallen into the TikTok like wave of letting TikTok um, put me onto songs and um, push influence what I listen yeah. to because I've been spending so much time on it. I- I'll be honest, I'm not really 
trying to look for new music nowadays. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't have the motivation to. So I'm spending more time on TikTok just looking at like content. And then through that is how I discover music rather than like actually going to Spotify and looking for new artists. But I think like one thing Spotify definitely has right is like like the songs it recommends to you. So you know when you're listening to an artist and then it'll be like um like this artist radio or like just suggest songs based yeah. on who you're listening to. The algorithm to. is crazy. Yeah. Because I'm always discovering new Apart artists like that. Put it on shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so glad that they like removed you being able to listen to albums on shuffle because I genuinely believe that anyone that listens to an yeah. album on shuffle, especially the first time you're listening to it, you're unhinged. If I'm you can listen like, to an album on shuffle and it makes sense, it's probably not a good album. Mm. Okay. Okay. Because there should be a story that only makes sense from beginning to end. Does that make sense? I get what you mean. Like, for me, I'd like to believe, especially with an album, like, that an artist is intentional about the way that they track listed. Yeah. So, like... That's what I mean. Yeah. So, like, even, yeah. So, I, I kind of get if what you, you mean. If you, can, if you can get the intention of the album without, like, by listening to it on shuffle... Then Something's gone wrong. Yes. You need, like, I think the track listing is a key part in whether it's... Yeah, album and I think for our yeah, yeah. So if we're specifically talking albums, yes, yeah, I, not I would, mixtapes. I agree with that. Not, yeah, um, yeah. What's the other ones? EPs, projects, whatever. Yeah, like, specifically albums. I, I, yeah. I think I agree with that actually. Like, yeah, um, I, I like like I said, I like to believe there's some form of intent, whether or not it's a story or there has to be a reasoning as to why you ordered your track list the way that you did it. Yeah. So I feel like if you're yeah, I feel like if I can like just listen to the album and shuffle when it actually makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. either there was no intent or me as a listener like I'm, I'm just super smart I'm a genius but like really really intrigued I, I feel like yeah you, pr- you probably wouldn't get it Yeah. at least not in the way that the artist intended if you're listening to it yeah. on, on shuffle but yeah if we're doing artist shoutouts now I'm going to do mine um, so there's an artist called Iman Jordan he, ha- mm. he just dropped a song called We Got This it's like it's R&B but it's pop and it's up tempo really really love it um, he used to go by the name Mateo, so if people like knew him from before that, he was like signed to like Alicia Keys' imprint back in the day. Um, so yeah, really, really loving his stuff right now. Nowadays, what makes you excited about a new artist? Ooh, can I listen to this song on loop for ten minutes? If I can, I'm excited. So like the last time that like I listened to a song and I was just like, I'm listening to it, it's like a crackhead. It was when, like Beyonce dropped. Um, and break my soul like yeah that was like the last song literally like that was the last song i listened to on loop so like for me a song has to have replay value that's what gets me excited yeah because i feel like a lot of music now i listen to it once be like yeah that was cool but i, I won't go back to it so if yeah. i can listen to a song on loop for 10 minutes and not be bored and still be excited about it like 10 minutes later as i was, I was the first time i heard it yeah that then i know i'm like yeah mm-hmm. i definitely like this yeah, I'm not disliking it because it's something new. I'm not disliking yeah. it because somebody said it was cool on Twitter. Like, yeah. I actually genuinely do like this song. Break my soul. A hundred percent. Listen to it since it's come out. Bre- I lo- no, I literally. Nah, I literally when that song dropped, I literally had it on loop for like time. I listened to that song like like a crackhead. Like I'm not even joking. Like I listened really? to it on loop. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I, I think. Nah, do you know what? Not for me, you know. I think so. I literally, like, anytime that song comes on, anytime I hear it, like, I love it. Yeah. I think for me, um, what gets me excited about a new artist is when there's, I can understand the story of the artist and, like, what their intention is with being mm. here. 
Like, if they've managed to portray... Obviously, it's very hard to do that when you're a new artist. I think when, when you start music, you go on a journey of discovering why you're here the more you release music. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I've, I've talked about them, like, twice on this podcast, and I'm going to talk about them again, and I'm going to talk about them in the future. Flo. Flo. I knew it. I knew it. I was waiting. I knew Flo. it. <laughs> it's like, as soon as I, I... As soon as they release music, even before they release music, I just kind of got like, I kind of know what they're about. Like, mm. I got a vibe from them. It's really clear what they're here to do. And then when they released music and then their EP, it became even clearer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's like probably the last and the, the most recent artist I've become really, new artist I've become really excited about. But yeah, let's let's talk about what's happened. There's, you know, there's the so much Yeah, there's so on. much, there's so much tea. So one of one of the things that's happened is J Five is like he's I don't know he's suddenly I don't follow him on Twitter but suddenly I started seeing his tweets more and more often I'm like what's going on it's like he's just been tweeting more more frequently and it's like around the topic of like producers being paid specifically himself how much he charges for a beat I think it was twenty five k it was twenty five k and obviously to like a non music person or someone who just doesn't pay for beats he might not be aware of like how much beats usually cost it's like (laughs) for someone of his level though i feel like it makes sense but exactly when you think about how many hits he's got like he dropped a picture of him with all his plaques Mm -hmm. and he's like just look at my catalog like it makes so much sense and if he puts his name on it you already get that like stamp of approval Mm -hmm. and people are going to check it out just because you hear the j5 tag 100% it's like you know when you hear Metro Boomin, mm-hmm. you know it's going to be like it's going to be a banger, and I think that's the important. That's actually a conversation we should have, like the importance of producer tags. Mm. Like, I feel like they, people don't really do that anymore. Is it me? Like, no, they they do in like especially more like rap, like more like um, drill, especially when there's so many with drill. There's so many different producers, so it's really important to have a tag, especially when the sound sounds really sick, like the beats that might sound so similar, similar to another. Yeah, yeah. So it's more so, it started like, I'm pretty sure producers have started a thing in rap and then other genres like Afrobeats or like R&B, it wasn't really a thing because it's more about the quality of the music and that's what will sell your beats. That's how people know, oh, that's who that, that's who made that beat because mm-hmm. of like the quality of the music. Like a good example, this isn't R&B, but um, Pharrell. I was literally just gonna say that. Yeah, he doesn't have a tag. He, he has, has like time signature. A, exactly. Yeah. He has the four um, beats at the beginning, yeah. so then you know, okay, that's a Pharrell beat. But um, yeah, J Five. Like, if he puts his tag on your song, like people are already gonna be listening to it. So you, ha- I think he's well within his right to charge. I think what so too. Wants. You know, I think so too. Like, I don't think like I don't know. Maybe it's me, but I don't. I don't think the twenty five k was like that crazy of a of a charge for it's someone definitely high end like it's oh yeah of course of end, course but i'm not really but surprised like, for him some of his credits is charging that like yeah i feel like like you said the producer tag is like marketing in and of itself when you're at his level so i feel like again people will listen like you said just because it's him that's on yeah that's producing and then the reasoning he gave like obviously for me i understand the value of j5 from like a, a music consumer perspective when i hear j5 i want to listen to it but then from his point of view he puts in so much money to making one beat. Like he said, he'll charge, he'll spend like nine, I think it was around nine grand getting an orchestra. 
mm. because he his his beats, you know, part of his um, brand is like the live in- instrumentation, all of the different layers. If you listen to lots of the songs, even just let's say "Did You See," which is might be a more simpler beat than others, having that bridge in the middle when yeah. it's like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's his um his kind of brand, his unique selling point is how much instrumentation he puts into it. Samantha by Dave and Jay Haas. Like there's so much going on in the layers and you can hear each of the yeah, instruments. Yeah. So to him, like getting an orchestra in is is part of it. It's like the value that he brings. So you need to be willing to pay for that as well. Like, so that he's able com- to pay his people exactly, properly. Yeah, he's no, coming I get out that. of his own pocket. Yeah. So. Do you know what? When you when you factor it in like that like the cost of rent in the studio space, all the instruments, then getting people to play it, all of that. 25k, that can add up very quickly, you know? Yeah. It's actually like not that much when you consider it in, yeah. the, in those terms. I mean, yeah. I mean, how, how much do you think people charge for features these days? For features? Yeah. Like an artist? As an artist, yeah. Because if, I don't know. Because if I think about how, how much people charge for features, like him charging 25k... I don't think that's that much in comparison to what people probably judge for features. Yeah. If we're thinking about the amount of work that would go into yeah. him doing that versus Making someone, yeah, like yeah, yeah. jumping into the studio and laying down a verse. Yeah. And not not to say that the work doesn't go into that, but obviously it's all relative. So when you think about how much people charge for features, and then you put that in, yeah, I, don't, I actually don't think twenty five k is that that much. And and if you think about how much artists are willing to spend on other things, not to say every artist, but. Mm. What do you think about this new um, SoundCloud and Warner Music Group deal with like fan pa- fan powered royalties? So, ah. like, so, ba- so basically, for those who, who don't know, SoundCloud and Warner Music Group, they've created this new, um, I guess, what would you call it? Like scheme or like... Pla- yeah, yeah, scheme. Yeah. Let's, let's scheme, scheme. Scheming. Scheme. Sounds, sounds negative. Scheme. But like, <laughs> this new way for artists to get royalties directly from the fans who listen to them. I think it, it's one of those things that sounds good, but we need to see how it applies in yeah. practice. Like, I'm all for anything that allows artists to get more money. So if that's how, if that's what actually ends up happening, then yeah, great. But again, I, I, I don't understand how it would work financially. In I think terms Tides of, already do that. Is, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean, can we fact check that? <laughs> can we get a little fact check on that? Because I think Tidal... They have, a, um, they have a way where, like, the fans, whatever you listen to goes directly to the artist. So as, as a listener, you can see how much you've contributed to each artist. Yeah. So I, I think it more, like, it's on the fan side that, like... like dictates that. Yeah, like... I would love to see what the breakdown is in terms of, like, how much, like, one stream from a fan, for example, like... Like how much that actually contributes. Yeah. I, I, so I'd want to know what that breakdown is. But from this, it sounds positive though. Like, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. I'd love to see kind of how it translates financially over time. I think that's the only way we're really going to know like how positive the impact is. Mm. Um, but yeah, I like that one that they're giving fans control. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's interesting. I think that's very, very interesting. SoundCloud is always a weird one for me because I feel like. I've had this discussion with quite, like quite a few people, and I feel like they were the like front runners for a long time, and like it's just yeah. it's like Spotify just came and like what was it like two thousand and fifteen? 
2010, from 2010 to 2015, there was like a huge growth of like SoundCloud yeah. artists. There was a whole thing about people being SoundCloud rappers. Like, yeah, like remember, like yeah. a lot of a lot of artists who are big now started their on, career on, on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, like Travis yeah. Scott, um, what's his name, Post Malone. Even I think maybe even Russ, like as in Russ the American yeah. Russ. Yeah, um, like I just feel like even with the podcasting landscape, I feel like. Spot, like SoundCloud really missed a trick there because I feel like before Spotify kind of took over that space, like SoundCloud were definitely the front runners for doing that. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I mean I'm I think it's very interesting to see kind of their level of innovation now. So I'm kind of like intrigued to see what they do next because I do feel like I feel like SoundCloud is the Skype of the music world. You see how like the Skype, <laughs> but you, know, like, you see how like Skype has like all of these yeah. like tech way before, like, lockdown happened and then, like, Zoom just came and, like, like took yeah. off. I feel like that's literally SoundCloud. Like, SoundCloud had all the tools to be this really massive, like, music giant. Yeah. And then Spotify came and just kind of swooped in and kind of took. How? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> like, no? Because Spotify's... Spotify's... Um, SoundCloud's algorithm is really good for discovering new artists. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I feel like partially it's to do with the way consumer habits have changed. But I also feel like... I think it's the ads. <laughs> it's the ads. I'm going to blame the ads because I do still listen to SoundCloud. I've got a lot of old songs saved on there. Mm. Um, but then when I'm listening to three songs in a row, it'll put an ad there and just be like... And I'm not paying. I'm sorry. I'm do, not paying. Well, do you know what it is, though? That's the, I think that's where like Spotify and SoundCloud differ. Because obviously, if you have the free version of Spotify, you'll still get an ad, right? Yeah. But I think whatever like spotify offers in value soundcloud just hasn't been able to be able to like sell whatever it is that they're offering in in their premium space like to make people willing to pay for it i think what it is as well is spotify came on the game straight away as a pay pay subscription based service so people expected that Mm. whereas soundcloud started as free so then to get people to pay it's like no like i'm not gonna do that it's like with youtube you're not gonna pay for youtube premium if you've been getting it for free all this time yeah so I think now with Spotify starting as a subscription-based service, they already had the funds to make their platform better. Mm. Whereas SoundCloud had to kind of like start as free and be doing well and, and then say, oh, maybe we need to get some more money in. Do you know what, as to, well, though? To make us um, a platform more tech-friendly. I feel like even with Spotify, though, I feel like Spotify as a free platform isn't functional. So yeah, it's not. So you're like, you know, you can't really, you can't skip songs. You can't like not have ads. Like there's just certain things yeah, that you like, can't do. So I feel like you almost are f- almost bullied into purchasing it because the app itself doesn't really function yeah, correctly. You, you as either a, purchase it um, as a subscription or you don't use it. Yeah. And then more people have gone to the latter option, not using it because we have Spotify mm. already, which is already started as like really easy to use. Like a better platform, a better user friendly journey. I think so. On Spotify, why am I going to pay for SoundCloud when I'm not even having a good time yeah. <laughs> on the free version? Yeah. Like, it's not selling. It's not selling itself very well. But then I think what's happened is as time's gone on, Spotify's gotten bigger. Apple Music's gotten bigger. Spotify SoundCloud is still kind of remained. It's like it's not gotten bigger, bigger but it still remained like the, the underground, like the underdogs. Mm. So it still like has a value in a sense that it's a great way to discover, like, alternative artists because it's got that image of being, like, the alternative streaming platform. Mm. Like, you know when people try and be different? Like, yeah. I don't listen to Spotify. I listen to SoundCloud. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm different. I'm cool. It's got that kind of edgy look. 
So I think it's kind of helped them in a way because they still have a space. It's just not in the mainstream. I get that, but do you also think it's like also the way that things have shifted to more visual as well? Because yeah. I've even seen like obviously even Spotify have, have adapted to like the video added, adding video or like even like the graphics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel like SoundCloud doesn't really have the functionality to do that in its current. But I think form. there's the beauty in that because you know when people people still as much as we like the new advanced technology, there's still a beauty in stuff that's more vintage. Mm. That's why we go. This that's why there's reoccurring trends all the time. That's why vintage is is a, a lane in itself. And it, it fits within that category very well. Like, you know, when you go to SoundCloud, you look at the songs that you used to listen to, it brings back memories. It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, it, it, brings, it brings that nostalgic feel. Yeah. So I think there's beauty within that. And I don't think they should change that. They should just work within the lane that they've carved out for themselves, but making that an easy experience to, to use. Use, like, yeah. You know, I think they need to figure out like the, the ad situation because that makes it very like mm-hmm. annoying. But but yeah, like what do you think they could have as like a USP? Because that's I think that's I think the... that is their USP though. Like working, like being being the platform for under for the underground artists. Interesting. I like, think for independent yeah. artists. Well, we'll see how that, the kind of this subscription and <clears> this, yeah, like, for sure. this royalties and payment thing works out because if that does work and they do find a way to generate revenue especially for under underground artists i think that could be the thing that brings them back so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that'd be interesting to see actually um yeah Yeah. so beyonce is returning she is returning in full force um she announced the album how how do you pronounce (laughs) child you're asking the wrong person renaissance it's french (laughs) (laughs) they are gonna kill us Renaissance. <laughs> oh, not the beehive. Listen, I'm sorry. You guys know what we're trying to say. Renaissance. Renaissance. It's it's basically referring to a period in time, like, no. like the old times, isn't it? I like, screwed. What is Renaissance? <laughs> I swear, we actually have degrees. We did go to uni. I swear. <laughs> oh nah. my god, nah. that is too funny. Nah. But like. Okay, aside from the pronunciation of the of the album and what it means, what the title means, are you excited for it? I am, because we haven't had, like, an album from her in a minute. Like, I feel like it's been long enough. You know, like, how people, you know, be like, bring out albums every year? Like, she's not really an artist that does that. So I feel mm. like it's been a good enough period of time that, like, she's in a different headspace, the kids are a bit older now. Like, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see kind of what, she wants to talk about in this phase of her life because mm. that's another thing Beyonce is quite private so yeah. we don't really know what's going on in her life so I thought I'm actually interested to see kind of how that translates into the music do you think she's got a very traditional as you said she's got a very traditional way of like promoting herself and presenting herself online like not showing too much she's still got that like you know how superstars used to be really mysterious now so she's, she's still got that now yeah do you, do you think that's working in her favour in today's day and age? I think it is, but only because she laid the foundations of her career, like, well well yeah. before. And I think that this is, like, the mistake that a lot of people make. Like, they seem to think because she's not outside now that she was never outside, and that's not the case. Oh, yeah. When, in her younger years, Beyonce was at every red carpet. She was literally... Like, listen, yeah. Matthew knows what's working those girls, you know. She was yeah. everywhere. Like, so I feel like she she's kind of earned yeah. the right now 
to kind of like chill, chill because yeah. honestly at the beginning of her career she was at like every show she was doing she was everywhere she was mm. literally everywhere doing all the interviews like so yeah no, I, I, I don't think it, it it hinders her at all now i think it almost adds to the to the anticipation because we don't see like she's, she's not talking about her private life in every magazine or every blog or whatever yeah so we anticipate that she will share that music because that's the only place we're gonna get it do you think that you're obviously excited for it, but do you think everyone else is? Um, like, from the reception you you might have been seeing online? I feel like people pretend not to be because, like you said, people, trying to be cool. people like to yeah, be like, different. Yeah, I think like, in reality, a lot of people actually, regardless yeah. of whether you like Beyonce or not, you're, you're definitely you're checking for the album. Yeah, right? yeah, you are. You are. So I feel like, fan or not, music lover or not, it's Beyonce, you probably will listen. Yeah. Because she's such a household name now that people are kind of like, oh no, like, oh, I don't listen, I don't like Beyonce, like, everyone listens to her kind of thing. But I feel like it's the same as Drake. Like, even if people don't like it, people will listen to it just to say that they hate it. Like, you know, like, literally, I feel like that's how people are. And then they'll still dance to it in the club. (laughs) Everybody wants to be part of a moment. So I feel like, by default, because everyone wants to be a part of it, like, regardless of whether you care, you're just going to listen just so you have something to say when the conversation comes up. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, no, people are definitely, definitely, like, checking for Beyonce. Are you looking forward to that? I won't say looking forward, if I'm honest. Um, just because, like, I wasn't really a fan of Break My Soul. So, like, that, obviously, the lead single is going to set precedence for the album. and I wasn't moved by that at all. But I'm still gonna listen to it. Like, of course, it's Beyonce, and mm-hmm. she, she, she's very, she's a very interesting artist because the moves that she makes almost causes a shift in the music scene. Every time she comes back, there's she, she sets trends. Like, what she did that with um, when she dropped Beyonce her self-titled album, and she didn't do any promo, mm. and then suddenly people are like, you know trying to do the same thing like she really creates moments and then again with um the visual album mm. um which one was that the the, the, the most recent one was that the lion no <laughs> <laughs> the behave is definitely coming anyway, the point is she sets trends in it and she's <laughs> did that again with break my soul she's like saying that now's the time of dance music like i i, w- so I would be like interested to know like, I would be interested to know, like, someone, like, jokes about this, saying that there's a, definitely a group chat with, like, all the mainstream artists are like, okay, cool, dance music now. But, like, I, I would, <laughs> I would, I would want to know, like, where did this suddenly come from? Is it, like, a thing where, where it's, like, producer-led, where all the producers are like, hmm, let's do this, let's kind of work on this? Or is it, like, being, is it artist-led? I want to know, like, where this shift has come from. I think it's, I think it's just Beyonce, like, period. Like, she, she's just got that power. Like with Lemonade, or um, you know the album that Lemonade was on, and she was being a bit more political. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly, a lot of artists started to do that. Like after she came out and like was more political in her music and in the pop world. And mm-hmm. remember, it's always political music always been the thing. Mm-hmm. But especially in the pop world or the mainstream world, mm-hmm. someone like Beyonce wasn't as like common until she came into it. And like now, everyone wants to have an opinion on social justice and stuff. So I think it's just her as a person, like she's just got that effect. It's like you know the Beyonce effect, like she's got that effect. So I think it's just her and her brand and how much power she has 
But then aside from that, I think it's also like, it's also a bit of the producers. Like when it comes to like more of the musical trends, mm-hmm. then I think the producers would have more of a role so, in that yeah. side of things. But then she's also, with the way she works, she's in the rooms. When, she's, when songs are being produced, she's got a hand in every part of the creative process. Of the creative process. Yeah. So yeah, she's an amazing woman. Yeah. I love her, like, literally. Big Beyonce fan. I'm not the biggest fan of her music, but I'm a fan of her career, like, yeah. analysing it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think... Do you know what our plots? <laughs> We've not done an intro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's your girl, C. Valentina here, coming to you with the realness. Um, and with myself, Grayson. <laughs> As you've noticed, T isn't with us today. Yeah. But we miss you, Tiana. Um, and yeah, you're listening to You can follow me on podcast. Wait, 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 wait. You can follow me on C Valentina. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It's C on TikTok. C on TikTok. Two E's. <laughs> Where can I find you? You can find me on all socials, Ray Sang. XOXO, yes, as in Gossip Girl. Um, yeah, and you can find us, um, Rhymeshi and Rhymeshi Pod, on Twitter. Yes! That was the most trainwreck of a trainwreck intro, but. I know, <laughs> outro. It's like, you know, when 90s babies podcasts always introduce their podcasts at the end? Yeah. I don't know if you watch them. I do, actually. Yeah. Really